episode 101. Word. Right? Let's go. Yeah. 101. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over 100. That's crazy. That's wild. If you look I mean, back to like episodes like seven, eight, nine, we're being like, yeah, we get to 100. I'll be like, eh. No, nah, we were excited back then. It's always been the the milestone that we'd be looking for. I wanted for. 300. There's some arbitrary number I picked, like 366, uh, 365. <laughs> the one that I'm actually oh, excited yeah, for. The, the leap year That's episode. Year. Yeah, word. I want a full. I want to be able to listen to the podcast every day for a year. <laughs> 100 is like, eh. we're only a little under a third of the way there for me. So. I was pretty hyped to 69. Yeah, 69 myself. was fun, too. Silly side of myself. Yeah. Well, yeah, but as the past, like, weeks have gone, we um, have another guest, Mr. Michael McPherson. Yeah. Goes by a lot of different titles, but we'll call him Mike. Yeah, we do. What are the, yeah. Wait, what are the titles? You was you at at a time it was Trusty McPherson. Oh God! Oh, that's you meant like you real. upgraded from then. <laughs> I thought we meant like good titles. Good. Oh, that is a good title. <laughs> that's a good I title. You that's a call, working title. They call me on the block. No, <laughs> all right, in the church. What they call me in the church? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So. Yeah, definitely more people know me as Mike Mac though. Yeah, Mike Mac. Yeah, definitely all more right. people know me as that. Yeah. That sounds about right. So, yeah, happily to be guest for 101. Um, you can give anybody listening any background about you or something how you how you carry yourself day to day to Jeez. be known for. You're known for a lot, so it's like yeah, in my head. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I got a couple. I got a couple hats. I got a couple yeah. hats. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, right now, I'm most excited to be a father, to be a to be a husband of over ten years. Um, going on year 13 now which is incredible super the hardest thing i've ever done in my life is definitely just being a great husband and a great father mm. um yeah i've been a youth leader for like 20 years i've been active in my my ministry um i'm i'm a super big proponent of like youth and and street ministry and prison ministry and all that good stuff so that's stuff that i'm really passionate about i'm big in the music scene uh i am a christian hip-hop booking agent and promoter i'm, I'm actually the the top Christian hip hop booking agent probably in the world, mm. like as as I've come to recently find out, and so I ride a lot of tours, do a lot of concerts, do a lot of shows. You're doing then, it right before we came, yeah, right before we started, right before we came, yeah. in the midst of this interview, yeah, uh, I'll be doing it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, always grinding, always working, and then I work at Boston University too. Yeah, so I got yeah. a day job. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Got to get the medical. A and lot dental. of stuff. Got to get the medical and dental taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, at age forty, I'm still hooping on these boys yeah. too. Yeah. So you yeah. know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of different stuff. Like, interesting man. Like, that's to say the, the half of it. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just a people person. I just love people. Yeah. Anything I can do to be around people, to help people support mm. or guide spiritually, any of that good stuff. That's, yeah. that's where we at. We had somebody else. I know you said you did a, like, prison, like, ministry. We had somebody on here recently. He worked in a jail for some years. He actually worked in, like, it was with young men, though. Mm. He was telling me how, like, how difficult it was to see like how little like reform there was for the people going in there and how difficult it was like as a system yeah. like yeah to say like the very least and like i just want to i'm curious how you feel about it because you're you're also in there but he's in it from like he works a part of the institution and he's like trying to work it from that angle but you're somebody who's coming from out of the institution and especially putting in different like you try to put a diff- whole different mentality into these dudes, yeah, like yeah. who can't even I mean, see it. Yeah, there's not a l- sheesh. <laughs> it's a <laughs> yeah. lot there. We yeah, there's not a lot of yeah. there's not a lot of reform happening in prisons because of prisons, as we come to find out, are a for profit industry, mm-hmm. right? And so, human is the capital, human is the product. So, if the jails ain't full, then the jails don't get funded, mm-hmm. and then that system collapses. So, there's always the first job of the jail is to make sure that there's people in the jail. Mm-hmm. And then the the, pr- the job of the system is also make sure that there's people going through there. And so what we've unfortunately found out historically is there's been prison to pipeline systems that have made sure that there have been a steady flow of customers mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. for their business and a steady flow of, of human capital. So uh, we found that out through a lot of different, a lot of different studies that if, if you, if you start searching, you know, prison pipelines that, mm-hmm. that there have been a lot of judges who've been, caught 
that they were just making sure people were going to jail. There's been a lot of attorneys that were making sure people were going to jail. Um, historically, people who can't defend themselves, obviously, you can't mm-hmm. afford lawyers. You mm-hmm. can say whatever those people tend to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but those whatever who can't demographic def- that is. Yeah, whatever demographic you want to imagine. Um, but those people who can't accurately defend themselves, they get thrown away for drug charges, minor drug charges. Mm-hmm. We know you can have possession of, at one point, you know, small amounts of marijuana and go to jail for 15 years, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, come to find out later, they make it legal, and now they're mm-hmm. selling on every corner mm-hmm. officially while there's still dudes in jail mm-hmm. for carrying a small amount for whatever purpose that they were calling it for mm-hmm. and selling it for, which, you know, it's not. we're not saying that it was okay for them to break the law, but we're saying for them to go to jail for 15 some odd years mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for my possession is, is kind of strange. It is. It's weird. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, for something like that, it's not like you're distribu- distributing, like, heroin on the streets like right. killing people like yeah. small amounts of weed send you to jail for so long yeah so there's a lot of different ways to fill up the system and fill up the fill up the prisons and there's not a lot of opportunities for reform within the prisons to get people out and, and make sure that they are you know they don't end up back in there most people i don't know what the statistics are it's probably like 20 to 30 percent of people who end up in those institutions end up going back to them mm-hmm. or something like that or you come out of those institutions you've been in there for 15 years for weed you come back out you know, what I mean, there bar- there was barely iPhones when you when you went into jail. How are you yeah. just gonna plop back into society? Yeah, don't even have an email. Yeah, you're just gonna readjust. Like, yeah, they're not preparing you to be re-entered. I mean, so yeah, that's that's a whole dark, you know, sad sad concept and reality. Um, and yeah, if you really want to know about that, just look into it. Yeah, it's, it's little stuff. It's too. not hidden. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's be right in front of your face. It's surprising though, too. They ain't even try to hide it. Like right in front of your face. Right in front of your face. Um. You also think about, like, how similar, like, a lot of people, because you preach, like, the ministry and how similar, like, preaching the ministry is to how to help people, like, reform and, like, bring them to the light to something, like, different to help them and how similar, like, some other things are, like, with the way, like, different groups like AA reform people and have, like, some kind of similar... Like some, I've seen a lot of, cause I've learned a lot about AA over the past like two years and I grew up in the church. So I like the first thing I realized is like how similar the message is and how like it's real interesting and similar in a lot of ways. And I was just curious if you ever had like some kind of experience like that too. Like I know you have your path, but do you ever feel like there are any similarities or uh, yeah, I what mean, your opinion on it. Like, most of the most of these structures, I mean, it, it, the you know the the thing about AA is, is yeah, a lot of the uh, there's a lot of things that model after what you know ch- the church would consider to be the you know the ways to to correct one's life or to find enlightenment or or freedom from freedom from bondage. I guess would be a, a, a good way to phrase it. And so when you find these other structures that kind of mirror it, it's because at the end of the day, you know the truth is truth, right? Mm-hmm. And and you know, the reality of God and the reality of, of Jesus Christ, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, if you believe it and you and you know that it to be true, then you'll know you'll start to notice how many other things in life that the principles of which will mirror it for success. So you, a lot of people talk about, you know, the keys to success and, and all the different ways to be charitable and, and have and accomplish great things in this world. You know, at, at the root, a lot of times, a lot of those things are just mirrored after Christianity and, and the doctrines that have been taught. You know, most great leaders you know, from a Gandhi to anybody else, a lot of their teachings and stuff like that, MLK, um, they all kind of just go back to something that mirrors something that they, Jesus taught. Mm-hmm. You know, most great uh, historical religious leaders uh, believe in Jesus Christ. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not really a, a question as to whether even Jesus Christ existed. Mm-hmm. Like, there was this historical proof that mm-hmm. the guy existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... You know, it's always interesting to hear like how major corporations that started in, in back in the Industrial Revolution, how most of them were believers. They tithed. Um, they they gave they always gave 10 percent to churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so it's always interesting to see those principles mirrored into stuff. But at the end of the day, if you don't preach the entirety of the message mm-hmm. and get to the point of like salvation and eternity, you're kind of mm-hmm. still missing some stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's great that. It, AA and even then, that. like with with the approximation, how wildly different people's lives could be changed by it like it it i don't know for me it, it it's it's a, it's real like it's a it's a lot to the conversation but it is something that i've seen and just like respected on both sides like even then like i'm always like i still don't know and i still like that's how i walk so i don't know i find it interesting 
Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah, I've seen, you know, this AAA has been around for so long, obviously, because they have success. So, yeah. They're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's, like, good components to all religions. It's just, like, proper way to live, be, like, virtuous. Um, AA, like, claims to be, like, spiritual, but it is, like, essentially a religion. Mm-hmm. It is very spiritual. But, like... Like you said, there are a lot of common themes that like just help people a lot, like mm-hmm. change their lives. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's cool to see the similarities, though. Mm. Yeah, it has to be something. It has that's something that has to be like written, like for people. Like those messages have to be written. Like, I mean, there is the twelve-step formula that like a bunch of like all the anonymous groups basically use. It's like the twelve steps, and it's kind of like a like a framework for how to come from basically come from like no spiritual life to like leading like a life with like spirituality like always present in your life Mm. Uh, and it works which is important there's people who live without it at all there's people who are like lost who just don't know like what they're doing tomorrow like yeah people who are just like yeah we and i feel like you people pop into people's your head like oh i know (laughs) that dude who just like lives how However, he just looks like he's lost. Like he don't have no, no like family ties, hope. no friendships. Yeah, no nothing. Down to hope. Yeah, nothing. Like I'm like, yo, you just live like that. Like, I remember I saw this girl once. She, uh, she, you know, I, I bring this story up. I've said I told this story a lot, but like, even like the p- core values of it. She was. I was at a. I was at a. Uh, I was at some the tall ships, and this girl's like. She is, she's like making a, a ruckus or whatever, and she's throwing like trash over the tall ship, like into the water, into the ocean. And they're like, yeah, like, why are you doing that? And she's like, oh, it's just because like, I don't give a shit. And we're like, what? Like, it just seems so backwards. I'm like, yo, yeah. you are just a lost human. Like, you're just wrong yeah. to your soul. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but like, you need something because you're just not on it a lot of people just get broken too just from getting dealt a bad hand and then like they think it's like the world's out to get them mm. and i think that sends a lot of people just down like chaos mm. rather than like being like a good person mm. so yeah fuck it i'll throw trash in the in the water because like my whole life i've been done dirty yeah. like what the fuck does it matter you know what i mean that's sad yeah, but that's why they're like religions because people like that gives people hope, mm. gives them something to believe in. Mm. That's true. That's All funny right. that stuck out to you though. Just some random girl just like throwing shit away. Still <laughs> to this day, because I'm still <laughs> so confused on it. Because there's so many people who are just like that, where they think that like their actions don't matter, where they think that like they don't matter. I'm like, you need to find some kind of something like some kind of community like you need help <laughs> that's why I like well the 12th step of the programs is like passing the message along mm-hmm. it's like the most important part is like spreading the message yeah. and like helping other people and getting more people into it because yep. that's, that's like the gospel that yeah. really is the most important <laughs> part yeah literally um, is that's the gospel that's crazy there's something crazy I hope that girl found her path. You know, <laughs> maybe she's like an ecologist now and like cleaning up Completely beaches and it. like. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> That'd be great. You can only hope. It's a sad thing to be hopeless. It's a sad thing to like <clears throat> just grow up, like you said, even in, to grow up in a circumstance where you're dealt a bad hand and then like completely fold. I think. Uh, I think what's crazy is what we run into a lot, like especially living in the inner city, is a lot of early early like really crazy adversity mm-hmm. and we'll face a lot of it so early and then we'll you know it, what it does to to people in, in in the hood is like they come out just like real rough around it mm-hmm. just real dark in their eyes like you see people who are just real cold but then there's also i thought about yesterday just this idea of uh people who grow up without adversity mm. and what that can look like when they finally do face adversity. Cause I think one of the things that we see a lot of times in, in our culture now is P 
people who are being told no for the first time mm-hmm. and freak the hell out. Yeah. Like people who are like entitled. Yeah. To it. People that are just entitled. They just had what they wanted their whole lives and all that stuff. And then like somebody finally says no to them and they freak out. Yeah. And like they're just like, oh my God, like, no, I can't believe it. And they just throw a hissy fit. And like, yeah. you see all this stuff now. A lot of stuff in the news, I feel like, is just people who've always just in had their way. And somebody's finally, you know, rebutting them and they're just like, they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, like the people who end up being the quietest when we face adversity, we're like, yeah, well, you know, I've been told no before. Yeah. Like it don't really phase me or mm-hmm. I've been I have not, I have been unable to get what I wanted. Yeah. But then you see these people who are in charge and it's always the people who are in charge, right? The people who are in charge come from good backgrounds or they've had yeah. opportunities where their parents or everybody was taking care of them all the time. Mm-hmm. And then they finally face a wall and they're like, ah, yeah. they're like, no, yeah. like I should be able to do that. Don't tell me I can't. Yeah. It's like, I love it. Cause there's two things I think of too, where like people, I saw this real recent in the past, like three days. Somebody, they were like people who are in the lower class, when they get in the same rooms as the upper class, they don't feel as if they deserve it. And it's like imposter syndrome. But when you're in the upper class, you walk in all these different rooms and you're like, oh, I deserve it. Of course it's like that because everything around me has always been like that. Or like yep. I should be in Harvard because my dad and my mom are lawyers. So it's like, obviously I should go to Harvard. But if you're someone in the lower class trying to go to these universities or be in these rooms, it's like, you feel as if you're not even supposed to be there. Cause it's like, Oh, well somebody like me, I should just be in the hood. Like, and sometimes a lot of people in the hood too, like they can't even be relaxed in these places. Cause when they're, they're so used to like the adversity and being pushed back and heard here and no, that if they are in too comfortable position, they kind of on edge. Yeah. They'll look for it. They'll try to make it that type of way. They'll try to be like, Oh, everybody's calm, relaxed, having fun. Like, it can't be that way. We got to be arguing. We got to be yelling, mad at each other because I'm comfortable that way. And it's so weird. Like, I know you, you have to see that. Like, It's funny because I saw I had this, what what I'm trying I was trying to remember what stoked that thought yesterday mm-hmm. and like I was just driving down the street and you know you get lost in thought on some random scenario yeah <laughs> but like yeah. I just saw somebody like I was driving to I was in I was in the south end where I work mm-hmm. I was driving through a light the light was green in this uh middle aged white lady was crossing into the crosswalk while the light turned green yeah. and she stepped in front of my car and gave me that look like. You're not going to hit me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cross this street. And I was just like, wow. Like, that's South, that's that South End pedestrian yeah. entitlement. Like, if you're not from Boston, you don't know what yeah. the South End pedestrian <laughs> entitlement is. But these are people who yeah. will cross the street and they're like, you won't hit me. Because yeah. you'll go, you'll get fined five hundred dollars if you hit me. Yeah, and they just like look at you like you're crazy. Yep. And then I I'm live like, on M Street. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I think about the 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 hood equivalent when it's like a when it's when it's like a a a, a teenage like angry black kid or something like that. Yeah. Who will do the same thing? But it, and you'll see just the different mindset I'm thinking of. Like yeah. they're more like. I wish it would yeah. hit me with that car. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm about that life. Like, yeah. go ahead. So We're going to be fighting. In these yeah. Streets. It was so yeah. in my mind. I just pictured both scenarios like, wow, there's the entitlement factor about some people who walk in a room. And then there's just the fighter, the fight or flight that's always been in fight mode that yeah. enters the room. And just like the dynamic of people. Like, and it's because because you could look at you could look at the person the first person I could look at the first person and be like oh that's just how white people are yeah and then there's anybody else could have looked at the second person the black person and been like oh that's just how black people are yeah it's just like yo this just your this is what people who came up in your circumstance are because yeah. I can see by the way that you look at me when you cross the street what you're thinking yeah are you thinking I'm entitled yeah. or are you thinking I wish it would yeah and so those are two you know both skewed yeah uh, views to look at the situation mm-hmm. but it's just like I'm such a psychologist that when yeah. I see people like. That's the stuff that I really be thinking about. Yeah. When you see, when you go to speak, because you got these two groups. You got people in fight or flight, and you got people who are entitled. Like, there are some benefits to each one. Like, when you go speak to these kids or go speak to the youth who may be in fight or flight, like, what is your goal? Is your goal to try and get them to be able to think like that? Or goal one is break like down that? the wall. Because, like, in what way? Like, I get, that makes sense to me, break but down, I'm like, in what way? Break down the walls that that have that the the fight or flight mentality has put around them because that's all it is it's just a defense mechanism so the defense mechanism defense mechanism is this wall that they put around them to protect their heart mm. so everybody is just trying to protect their own heart at mm. the end of the day everybody's just like i'm not going to be hurt mm. i'm not going to let anybody in that's what cancel culture is cancel culture is uh 
I'm not going to give you a second chance to hurt me. Yeah. I'm going to eliminate you right now. Mm. Right. And so when I meet somebody of that demographic, of that, that mindset that's defending themselves, like I do street ministry on Saturdays, mm. we go out to Methadone Mile, yeah. we talk to the people that are addicted to drugs, mm-hmm. try to preach the gospel, try to give them hope, just try to even have a conversation. My gift is I can break down the wall quick. Mm-hmm. So there's other people who have their other technique, whatever it is. They might walk up to the first person they see and just immediately pray for them on the spot or yeah. or do whatever. I'm the one that can immediately have a conversation with you, mm-hmm. like whoever you are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're an elitist, mm-hmm. you know, millionaire white dude. If it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're if you're a, 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 a immigrant who's mm-hmm. on a last string, whatever. Like my gift is I always have the ability to just come in and just build with you. Mm-hmm. Like almost, a, you know, just the mm-hmm. relatability and it's just a gift that yeah. I can't take credit for. Yeah. So breaking down the wall for me is always the first step. Can I actually engage in a conversation with you? Like yeah. I just met you on the street right now. Yeah. Can I talk and like really have a moment and yeah. like I can have moments with people? Yeah. Like out the clear blue, like mm-hmm. have an intimate like yeah. moment. That worked somebody. on me. I was ready to go. I yeah. was like, yeah, so what are we gonna talk about? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, right? I was like, yo, what's up? So you know, for me, like I'm yeah. the dude that has relationships with everybody. Like yeah. at, at, even at the church, right? Yeah, like I'm the real. dude that I can just talk to everybody. Yeah. Like, and everybody's gonna have a real and like I, whether I'm abrasive because I could be abrasive. Yeah. Whether I'm jovial, whether it's intense, yeah. whether it's it's conversational. Like just the ability to just talk to people and just be able to open that up to me is like the most important thing because we can't communicate. And I don't feel like we can communicate anything else until we establish that. Mm-hmm. Like as a student, I don't want a teacher who can't communicate with me mm-hmm. and really like build a rapport with me. This, you know, those teachers are just like, I don't care what you have to say. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Those people. You'd be life, the smartest person, most gifted person. But yeah. if you can't get nobody listening to you, then doesn't matter yeah because they come doesn't in matter they'll come in with just what they're what what they want to say and they'll say it and nobody will get it yeah but then the ability to communicate all sorts of different things to all sorts of different people is just like a wild gift and so for me that's always step one break down the wall establish real communication and like really hear people's heart and then you can convey your heart to them mm. yeah it's real it's real that's helped me a lot because like even then like mike you know this we've always had like our conversations too like Mike is a man of the Lord. And, like, for me, I've always been, like, fighting. And, like, you've helped help me have hope to, like, for, like, God, literally. So I'm, like, that's another reason why. Like, I was, like, you know, you need to get on here and speak, like, your truth. Because I'm, like, I know you got a lot to say. And people will listen. So I'm, like, all right, well, we got to make it happen. So I know I came in honored, early. But honored. I'm thanking you for coming on. Like, I am thanking you for coming on here. Um, yeah, but it is a gift. Um, and I know that these, like the kids that you do speak to, it has to resonate, like, cause it definitely resonates. So somebody who like person of science, that's what I am. Like yeah. I'm looking for one plus one is two. Yeah, you know too. what I mean? Two plus two is four. <laughs> like that's me what too. I'm looking for. Like, hey, that's why I said the first thing that I said earlier is, is just the historical, uh, authenticity and veracity of, of the existence of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. To yeah. me, like that's like the most important thing. Yeah, this is like I don't, you know, there's so much other stuff in the air, so much other philosophical stuff that we could talk about, about creation, about resurrection, about mm-hmm. all that other stuff. But I'm like, yo, historically, first of all, is this a real dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to know because yeah, I'm a Earth. nerd too. Like yeah. I want, I'm researching all the time. The books yeah. that I'm reading are not the the happy go lucky uh christian books yeah you look at my my audible yeah my audible list yeah. bro no that's not what it's talking about my audible mm. list is talking about stuff that it, if i talk to my pastors or, or you know any other auntie or uncle in church they're gonna be like what what yeah. are you reading that for i got <laughs> i'm right now i'm in the middle yeah. of paul behaving badly yeah what right? is it <laughs> so it's about the apostle paul yeah. and about and how most of his subject matter is super controversial yeah like why is he why is is paul anti-gay and, and, and lesbian is yeah. is paul what did what did paul think about slavery yeah. how come paul doesn't condemn slavery yeah he never comes out and says we shouldn't enslave people he says slaves you know uh work well with your masters and listen to them they're yeah. like yo like people hate that stuff and then uh, what else? Misreading scripture with the Western eyes. One yeah. of the best books I ever read. Yeah. How we, when we read the Bible, we automatically transfer what it means to be an American onto that. So you always hear, you know, God's got to save America. God bless America and all that stuff. Like, bro, God cares about people. Mm-hmm. And we we look at it as America. We look at everything through our Western eyes, how mm-hmm. we are taught to look at things, how money subjects um, or propaganda. Yeah, propaganda prop- makes us think a certain way. Exactly. So when we read the book, we're going to be thinking in a different yep. way than how it could even be translated. Like, 
That is interesting. Yeah. So when people look at like the end times, most of the people in the, th- are considering the end times. They've already placed like, all right, so the end times, it's got to be China and Russia that are going to try to take over the world and, yeah. and destroy. So you think, but I'm like, Christians in China, what do they think? They probably yeah. think it's America yeah. that's going to come and yeah, destroy the world. Like, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, so that was one of the, that's a great book that I just read. But that's the stuff that I read. Yeah. I'm always like, I got a million questions. That's why when you come to me with questions, I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's a good question. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not thinking to myself, there's people who like, as soon as you ask them a question about theology, and and they don't they're not really sure right away they're just like oh my god they just collapse yeah. they get afraid yeah they're defensive. like they get defensive they're yeah. like just read the bible it just yeah. read genesis I'm yeah like, nah, bro <laughs> you were probably reading genesis wrong man. yeah <laughs> like, yeah just like, you don't know genesis. what you're talking about and you yeah. ask a question about genesis to the average christian and they're yeah. gonna give you the wrong answer they're gonna be yeah. confused they're gonna look back at it and be like wait what do i believe and yeah. they're gonna not believe in god no more yeah like i'm past that i'm like ask me all the questions because yeah. i'm asking all the questions i yeah. got a question um are you familiar with Buddhism at all? Little bit. Mike. Little bit. Little bit. Yeah. Um, but Mike is really into it. Speak on So that. that book thing, the reading it from like a Western perspective, that made me think of there's like a beginner's mind uh, sentiment in Buddhism where you're supposed to just like come into everything with like a fresh perspective, yeah. like a learner's mentality pretty much. Is there anything like in Christianity that like kind of is similar to that? The or idea that... Um, only the those who think that they're brilliant will be the fools. Mm. Okay. Right. That's that's yeah. like that would if if I was to say that that's like a Buddhist mentality. That's that's yeah. that type of mentality. That okay. just like the last shall be first and the first shall be last. You know, the rich shall be poor, the meek shall inherit the earth. That idea of like counter what we consider to be cultural, what we consider to be success, it's an idea that I'm sure like really impacted. Um, again, in a lot of the great like Buddhist thinkers and leaders, mm-hmm. right? In that sense that like Jesus comes in and he's like, oh, they they thought that Jesus was going to be this great king who was going to come back and fight Rome and destroy the Roman Empire. Yeah. And so he comes back and he comes to a broke family in, in you know, in, in Nazareth. Right. And they're like, well, that can't be him. And they, so when they meet him, they're like, he's they're like, this guy might be the savior of the world. And the yeah. people are like, but he's from Dudley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can he be the savior of the world if he's yeah. from Dudley, bro? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you right. He broke. He can't be. <laughs> yeah. He can't be the savior. He's supposed to be a soon coming king. And he yeah. comes into the city on a donkey. And they're like, dang, we thought he was going to come in on a stallion or an yeah. elephant, like Aladdin. You know what I mean? Yeah. We did the Prince Ali song. And everybody comes yeah. in with the trumpets and stuff. Yeah. And Jesus comes in and he's poor. And he's and he's and he's a broken home, and I think his father probably dies early, mm. and his mom is his mom. A lot of people thought she was a harlot because she's pregnant before yeah. they get married. Yeah. So like he comes into this bizarre circumstance and flips everything upside down, mm-hmm. and says, "The greatest among you are the servants. Serve first. Mm. All the great religious leaders up until that time thought it was the most important thing was to be rich and look really good. Yeah. That's my beef with church clothes. Yeah." My beef with church clothes oh is oh, it's always church been clothes, yeah. it's church always cars. been that Jesus Jesus came in and said who did he say to be a be a, beware of he said beware of the people who sit in the good seats at church and wear long robes and dress really nice yeah. those are the mm-hmm. ones that look amazing on the outside but on the inside they're dark they're evil mm-hmm. wicked tombs mm-hmm. damn that's crazy that makes you sit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I've said that to you know me. I've yeah. I've sat down with a bunch of church leaders, yeah. even at like our own church, and, and posed that question to them. Yeah. Like, y'all want me to dress this way, but the Bible says be careful of people who dress this way. Mm-hmm. What are we What are we gonna do with that? Yeah, which is something that is needed because I feel like I feel like the church right now has needed a breath of fresh air, and it just has seemed so stagnant and stale. Like the air seems stale, or it's like. Because people ask these questions, but it's like for a long time, like like you're saying, people come in with like they don't come in with a fresh like every single time that they read the Bible, they should be trying to look at it with fresh eyes and try to look at it with like new eyes. But I feel like the way the old generation was taught was like, read this and this means that. Mm -hmm. And then it's like for generations that has been the way. But then now you have a new generation who's like. I'm reading this and this don't seem like what yeah. you're saying it's, it is. Yeah, that's the like, that's the biggest problem. Yeah, and it's like I'm and I'm asking you like I'm taking the it this way, yeah. but you're telling me that it's not. So it's like and I have to understand it your way that exactly. you're saying. Exactly. So then yeah. you don't want to listen to the you cra- no more. The crazy part is the way that they're trying to f- impress upon us is probably wrong. Yeah, mm. exactly. Like in it, that's and I think that's where the real, I think in my that's where I think the true religion is. You you're more versed in it, but that's where I actually think that the truth in the Bible is somewhere in between where I read it and take what it's trying to say. 
and not like exactly what somebody else. Yeah. But honestly, obviously, you trust somebody who there was um knows more than you. But in this one meeting, it stuck out to me. It was just this like old like super Boston guy, and uh, he was talking about how he used to just like think he knew everything. Um, and then he was like, the bravest thing I've ever done was just admit that I know nothing. Yeah. And there's like a freedom in that. Um, but that's like kind of similar to like the, the beginner's mind thing and kind of, uh, just having fresh eyes for everything and yeah. mm. seeing it for yourself. Yeah. I think, uh, I think one of the things that really drives me crazy is the stuff that like we argue about in religion, like even amongst Christians, so there'll be, you know, there's different factions of Christians, of course, who believe mm-hmm. in different things. Some believe more so in, in like grace and prosperity. And there's some that believe more so in like rigid structure. And there's more that believe in rules than than others. And they will argue and they'll say that the other ones aren't really Christians and they'll call each other heretics and all this sort of stuff. And it's like these arguments have been around for 2000 years. Mm. Like, again, Paul who, you know, became converted and was one of the greatest apostles to ever live, would argue with Peter, who literally sat at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus said, I'm going to build my church on you. And Paul and Peter disagreed about theology. Mm. These are the dudes that started theology. Yeah. And they disagreed about theology. <laughs> yeah. And like Paul corrects Peter and he's like, Peter, you act, you sometime me, bro. Yeah. He said you act one way in front of the Christians and you act another way in front of the, the, the Jews, like the, the new the old Christians and the new Christians. Like you go sit with them and you eat certain stuff and you cool with certain stuff. You listen to hip hop. You yeah. get over here, you act like all you listen to is gospel, bro. Yeah. Like what's going on? And like his it says that the Bible says that Paul confronted Peter publicly and came at him and argued with him. Yeah. And these are again, these are the people that established the church. Yeah. So here we are two thousand, you know, years later, and we think that we got it right. Every one of us thinks that we got to really nah. this is the way that it's supposed to be done. Every good pastor is like, got to be done like this. That's yeah. not the way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, for 2,000 years, we've been arguing about this stuff. Yeah. And you think you're the yeah, one yeah, that figured, figured it out? Yeah. You got it? Yeah, you got it right. Bro, I'm 40 yeah. years old. People yeah. be asking me questions. I'll be like, yeah, I'll be like, this is what I think. But I might be wrong. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I've only been around for 40 years. Yeah, dog. Yeah. This, 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 this theology has been around for centuries. I'm like, God has been around since the creation of time. Yeah. You think that we... At the end of the day, we us puny more like we're gonna figure out the entirety of God. Like we're yeah. gonna like for real, like yeah. we're gonna figure it out. Yeah. The smartest man that ever lived was Solomon. And it said that he just kept gaining so much more knowledge and wisdom that he was just like, I give up. Yeah. He's like, All I'm learning is that everything is ridiculous. Yeah. And that he's like vanity. Everything is all I know is everything is vanity. He said, I've slept with all the beautiful women. I've mm-hmm. ate all of the best food. Yeah. I've lived in, in temples and in castles. And he's like, all I know is this stuff is all just frivolous, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the genius. That's the Bible says yeah. that he's the most wise person to ever walk the earth. Yeah. And he just came to a point where he was just like, I give up. Yeah. And but meanwhile, you run into any Christian or any person, not even a Christian. I don't want to just say that yeah. as Christians, but, nah, like but it's, it's 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 something you can apply to yeah, so many anybody. people. It's something you can apply to so many people. Like yeah. They just so got it people. all figured out. Even who yeah. would play yeah. basketball with people. My daughter told me the other day, I was playing with basketball with my 10-year-old daughter. She ain't she, Yo, she was like, she was like, <laughs> we, I was like, yo, who do you think knows more about basketball, me or you? My 9-year-old was like, I know a lot about basketball, Dad. I don't know. I was like, this chick is nine years. I've been hooping since I was three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are out of your mind. Yo, and that's just yeah. the nature of human beings. Yeah. We just we want to have it all together. We can't afford to ever look like we don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. I want to be a blank canvas to be like, yo, I be screwing up heavy. Yeah. I can't seem to figure it out. Uh, the Bible says every time I seek to do good, evil is 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 right there over my shoulder trying to get me to do bad. And that's it. I wake up every morning and I got to fight off temptation. Mm-hmm. I got to fight off my ability to, to just be selfish mm-hmm. when I'm driving down the street and I don't want to let nobody go. When I, when I just want to get my way, human beings are taught, and this is not our fault, yeah. we're taught from when we're born to get what we want out of life. That's what you're taught, right? What do you want to be when you grow up? You can accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. You could do anything. Nobody ever says you can help anybody. You yeah. can change the world by being, you know, a great giver. We're not mm-hmm. taught that. We're taught as human beings, like, it's all about us. Take, take, take. Yeah. Take, get, yeah. give. You're, yeah. you're a baby. My, your, your child is born. They're like, uh, uh, uh. They're reaching yeah. for stuff. They want to know. Mm. They say no early. Mm. Like, my daughter's first word, my, my second daughter's yeah. first word was no. Yeah. She Most was, kids, <laughs> no. The first yeah. thing. That's what, because we were born just seeking our own good and our own welfare. And that's just once you kill that part of yourself, that's when I think that you can really open yourself up to a road of enlightenment of all types and mm-hmm. realize that this life is not about us. Mm-hmm. Jesus, they, they asked Jesus, they said, Jesus, what's the greatest command? What's the greatest law? And he said, love God 
He said, but then love everybody else the way that you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Treat everybody the way that you want to be treated. If we do that, we eliminate everything. And he said all the laws are encompassed in that. There wouldn't be no other rules. There wouldn't be no mm-hmm. other laws because the nature of man it wasn't the. I don't think the intent that God made us. He made us to be in some rule bound legal system. Mm-hmm. He made us butt naked and told yeah. us to have sex. That was the yeah. only thing he told us. Mm-hmm. He said, "Look at all these animals. Name them. Play with them. Smash that chick right there. That's yeah. <laughs> enjoy yourself. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's what it was supposed to be like. Yeah, but we stupid. We want to complicate everything. Yeah, That's complicate we it. We all complicate over everything. the place. I hate all rules. I hate. Yeah. I'm trying to be naked as much as possible. Yeah." <laughs> No, that's the soundbite. I'm trying to be naked as much as possible. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. I love it. That's great. This is great. It makes you think. It literally makes you think. It makes you think. Yeah, I like it. Cause I'm like, I've always been like, my whole thing about even being in the church was how like, how I would ask these questions, and I'll be put get such a big pushback, and I'm like. Why are you pushing back? Because you're literally pushing me away. Like, because yeah. I'm sitting here asking you questions and then they get mad or upset where it's like, oh, like, just keep reading. And I'm like, what do I need to read? Yeah. Like, yeah, how do I need to, to read? The right book? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm, I don't know what's happening. Like, because you read and see all these things that are so concrete or like things where I'm like, all right, I could do this test to see like, oh, if what I'm thinking is true. But you can't do that with enlightenment or religion. And it's really like, opposite of how mm. like i think and it's like good to hear otherwise or like good to hear like it's not wrong like it's more there's a hundred ways to skin a cat yeah i heard that for the first time like two weeks ago that phrase yeah yeah, <laughs> really? yeah. you've been under a rock <laughs> that's an old phrase that's the question like is a, when's the last time anybody saw somebody skin a cat n- <laughs> never actually one of my boys he uh his family eats cat so, all right, I'm nice. sure he's seen it recently. Okay, yep, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. No, <laughs> he's cat. We had deer, raccoon down south. Yeah, raccoon, they had it right before I got there. Uh, Interesting stuff. I need to try chicken feet. I didn't have that. We had pig's feet. You haven't had chicken foot? I, I haven't had it in a while. I've had chicken feet, but that was a long time ago. You had it? Actually, your family's ri- our family's Southern. Yeah. I don't think they really do chicken chicken foot Southern. That's more Caribbean. They do, uh, yeah, cow and chicken foot. That's more Caribbean. Yeah. The oxtail. Yeah. The oxtail. oxtail Lots yeah. of oxtail. Goat. Yeah. Everything that everybody else was trying to throw away at some point turned it into a culinary classic. Yep. Oh, God. Don't get me started on that. I saw oxtail in a restaurant, like in a real restaurant. They're like... We got our new type of oxtail. I'm like, what? This is slave food. Like, like thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, this should be like. Yo. It's literally the cheapest part of the animal. We, it was like, what they was throwing away. Bro. Yeah, we literally chefed it up. Now they're selling it in restaurants. I'm like, this is something else. Like, Aren't lobsters supposed to be like cheap as shit? Yeah, they are. They. I think is that was like, also. I. I'm like fairly certain that was also a food that they fed to slaves. Yeah. Because it was like abundant, and you could just like feed it to them. It's crazy the prices now. It's like forty five at the restaurant now for a lobster for roll. For a lobster roll? roll? Yeah, I think so. Forty five? I got to eat one yesterday uh, two days ago. Someone fuck one up. That's good. That's I was like hyped. Yeah. <laughs> restaurant life. That was that was how it went down. Yeah. Oh no, it was actually there was a hair in the coleslaw. So oh, I just got to take it. Send yeah. back the whole lobster yeah. roll? <laughs> Now that's entitlement. That's yeah, entitlement, but yeah. Yeah. that's entitlement like crazy. I was in the right place, right time. Yeah, you was. Yeah, you was. <laughs> Always send it back. Yeah, man. I'll pull. Man, how y'all feel about it? I pulled a hair out. What you do? What y'all do? If I'm at a restaurant like that where I, it's it's a five star restaurant, I know that they gonna have they gonna overreact. So I'm sending it back. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm probably not paying for my food. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah probably not. I'm Actually, like, I don't yeah. think we do. At mm-hmm. Legals, if someone finds a hair and they really... Oh, no, at Legals, it's a wrap. they definitely giving you something free. Yeah, yeah. If not, yeah, your they'll meal free. Off. They'll give you something for free, yeah. Definitely. I'm the same way. I would definitely send it back at, like, a nice restaurant. I don't yeah. really have an issue with it. Yeah. Like... In I my mean, heart of hearts? Yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. it's a hair. <laughs> it's a hair, yeah. I'm like, yeah. yo, I just pull that out. In my heart of hearts, sometimes yeah. I'm like, is that mine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm right. bald. I'm like, is that my beard hair? <laughs> Did I drop yeah. that? You'd be wanting to go over your plate every yeah. once in a while. I'd be like, oops. <laughs> pull it out. Sprinkle some hands in there. That was the chef. <laughs> Mine's is brown. There's yeah. really people out there that, like, do that, though. Yeah, yeah. I like, bet. 
on a very regular basis. Just like how there's people like falling places and getting settlements. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just people. It's crazy how people can sometimes. be that evil where they'll like create like plans. All right, we're gonna hit this restaurant this day and then we're gonna dip out this way, take food to go. Mm-hmm. Like we got hit on a sting like that. Like somebody came to the restaurant, sat down with a bunch of food. He went to oh, his wait. shift. Was that remember that old dude? I think you served him like a week after I served him. So he brought this different, is this is exactly ways. how it went down. We served him. So he went to Mike went to lunch and he was already serving him food and whatnot. He was like, all right, yo, see, they ordered some to go food. Make sure you pack that up for them. I'm going to lunch. He goes to lunch. So then I come back and I'm like, all right, like, how's your meal going? I got you to go food. Like, um, I'll bring the check in a second. So I put the check down and then I go like do something else. And as I'm walking back to the table, I see his wife walking one way or the woman he's with walking one way. I'm like, where's she going? I guess you go in the bathroom, whatever. And then he, and then the door like closes to the back room and they both dipped off and they spent like $300 worth of food. They come back the <laughs> next week and Mike, he's mad. Cause he's like, Oh, these people dipped off on me. Like, yeah. I can't believe they dipped off. Like then in the next week they come back, they sit in my section again. And I'm about to serve him, and he's like, yo, are those those people? And I'm like, nah, because I forget faces, like, done. Yeah, he's like, are those those people? I'm like, nah. He's like, those are definitely those people. Uh, Brings over our boss. Boss is like, yo, you guys got to get out. That was liberating. I felt great. Yeah, I was like, yeah, was get out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was exactly as embarrassing as possible. Attention, yeah. legal customers. <laughs> <laughs> These guys right here were yeah. kicking them out because they're poor. Yeah. <laughs> they're stealing. They're stealing money. I think like, he was with a different chick too, which was kind of funny. But yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, that was That's crazy. Stuff. Do y'all get in trouble for that? No, I, nah. I I think some people do at other restaurants where they like if someone skips out on a meal, like they'll be like, "That's coming out of you." Yeah. But like we're not like our job title isn't like security. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we can't like make people pay. Yeah. Mm. Like. That's good to know. Let me write that down in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna chase that, the dude down and like tackle him just for legal sake, yeah. you know. But I didn't get penalized. Mm. Yeah. I remember that guy's face too. Yeah, yeah I kind of frust- it. it was frustrating. It was. You know? That's a lot of money in your pocket, though. That's like what sixty dollars. Yeah, it should have like been three hundred a shift. Yeah, that could possibly be like what, like a fifth of your shift. Right yeah, they're gone. It's a lot of work. It's a lot Sheesh. of work. Yeah, it's like two hours of work for a lot of people. Like, that's, that's I just remember he was like needy too. Like, oh, can I get extra this? Can I get extra that? Mm-hmm. That's like the more frustrating part. Oh, actually, she's what a complete. Because like he's also gonna make me act like a servant, but he knows he's gonna like skip out on me. Like, yeah, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. But, but I got the lobster roll, so it all came back. Mm. You know, <laughs> all comes back around. <laughs> Like, how did you in your in your like journey to like reach? Because I don't know what the equivalent would be. Like, it'd be like some kind of enlightenment. Because that's like what we really try to get on here is like push people to think like in a different way and like expand the way that they think. So like on your journey, how did you get over those roadblocks? Because you've hit this, you've had to have hit similar roadblocks to me, where it was like you're asking questions to elders and elders aren't giving you yeah. like what you need. And some people are like, easy answer, just go read. But it's like, yeah. well, how? Like, what do you go look for? Like, what do you, like, how do you search for those things? Yeah, I don't know if it's because <clears throat> I didn't have my, you know, we didn't have fathers. I didn't have my father growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't, he wasn't in my life. And so I think I've always had just my own desire to just find truth for myself. And just never really used to having handouts. I'm not used to having anybody ha- give me any handouts, give me really support. It's probably a bad habit. I'm not used to asking for help. Yeah. I'm not used to. I'm in that. So I'm in that boat. Yeah. Just right. not used to it. Yeah. And it feels weird. So, you know, we're not brought up in a culture where where people are supporting people in that way. So I'm not. I was never really used to that. So, <clears throat> I guess yeah. Again, I think I just I just had a desire in myself, and this is why I I say you know I give glory to God for for my life because. I don't feel like I don't feel like I was supposed to make it as far as I've made it. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I was supposed to accomplish the stuff I accomplished. I was never driven. Mm-hmm. I was never, you know, I, I was never really like super motivated to do good in school, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and you know finished graduated from college when they told me I couldn't go to college never became a drug addict or alcoholic even though you know my my father's family and everything was my father was a, my father's recently passed away mm-hmm. really because of drugs and alcohol um catching up to him and I drink and I never have any desire I really don't have desire to drink I don't have desire to smoke I don't have desire to do any drugs mm-hmm. um and you know I give God glory for that like it's just I can't take credit for my life I just feel like at this point mm-hmm. it's like things are just going great while going terrible <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? like it's just like i feel like my childhood was super hard like just impoverished and just really tough but i'm like look i look at it now it's like i don't know how i got here mm-hmm. i don't know why god set me apart and, and and motivated it kept me motivated not want to quit when i was in college and i wanted to commit suicide because i was like this is hard life sucks i hate it all mm-hmm. and just never really came close to doing it mm-hmm. and like i said finishing college in three years and just having great experiences and and now being like being pretty successful so for somebody who just never really cared about money never mm-hmm. really cared about glitz and glamour um yeah just waking up and just looking around like dang like this life is kind of crazy like stuff mm-hmm. is going pretty well yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah. i don't know how do we how do we even get here like i remember just being depressed as a kid mm-hmm. just like nothing's ever gonna work out like mm-hmm. you know what i mean being be having just real low self-esteem not being not being social being socially kind of awkward um you know to to being whatever this is I am now walking mm-hmm. around. But yeah, I just, I just, I feel like God just chose me. God called mm-hmm. me. God set me apart mm-hmm. and he gave me a desire to know him more. And so I just have a desire to know God more and more every day, mm-hmm. not to be, not to prove anything right or to think I'm going to unlock some code or anything like that. It's just really just pursuit of, of knowing him more and more and better mm-hmm. and better every day. Mm-hmm. And there's no like end point. Not Which is like no, there's just no endpoint. It's just like you just look for yeah. more because we're not gonna learn it all. No, I'm not gonna learn it all. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna surpass any other great leader. That I think like it's just like this is my partner. Just like if you get a girl, you get married. Like you're gonna pursue her your whole life, not to some end. Mm-hmm. It's just part. It's just that's just what it means to be in a relationship. It means to pursue, mm. pursue them to to whatever that that end goal. There's no end goal. It's just to have a lifetime of 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 knowing you better. It, in taking care of you better and having a great relationship. Which I feel like even that is so difficult. And I know, like, because I know, like, you, that it is to God. Like, that's who you, like, give the credit towards. But the day-to-day is so difficult. Where it's like, everybody, when you do something, it's so difficult for people to try to do it without looking at the end goal. Where it's like, oh, if you want to be successful in this or that or, like, anything, they think, like, okay, like, once I get to school, like, I get my degree, and then I did it. And then it's like, all right, well, what would you get the degree for? And, like, how, what are you trying to go do? What are you trying to accomplish? And it's like, every day it's hard to, like, unlock yourself from being so driven by, like, the goal. Yeah, and I think that's goal. part of why I've been so – I've been able to be so mentally and emotionally stable is because counterintuitively, I don't really make those goals like that. Yeah. Like, I don't do five-year – plans and yeah. new year's resolutions and, mm-hmm. and big time like long-term goals like ask me what i want to be when i grew up i don't know if i knew yeah like, but most people don't and it's like you force kids to try and figure out yeah. or force people to be like this is what i'm gonna be doing in five years or this dangerous. is what it is and it locks you into like then sometimes you may look at it like oh well i'm not making that goal yep. or i'm not pursuing that like yeah it can be it's dangerous in two ways you could you could miss it and just feel like you failed everything Mm. Or you can get it and it just not be what it was cracked up to be. Yeah, this is like fame and money. If your desire is to like really get money, the more you get, you'll just never be satisfied. And you'll just mm. that's why there's so many millionaires who commit suicide. So many millionaires who are depressed. I'll never mm. forget Simon Cowell doing an interview while he was at the height of of uh, American Idol, yeah. and mm. he was just a manic depressant, and he was like just sat in his house and cried. Yeah. Like, here's Simon Cowell. Yeah. You think we think yeah. like you're somebody's goal? Yeah, your goal for, can be so broken. And like your desire is to be this thing or be this person, and it, and you find it, like you get it, and you'll be miserable. Mm. It's like, man, I I don't know, like, is that I don't know if that's the reason why God didn't give me those benchmarks, man. I just mm. I'm so often just living life, mm. like I'm lie. You lie. My, my my wife will hit me sometimes during the day and be like, "What are you doing right now?" <laughs> because I'm liable liable to be at Franklin Park, like yeah. walking. Mm-hmm. Like looking at the sky, smelling the flowers. People who don't smell the flowers would just chill out, like. I was, I was even talking to somebody. I'm like, yo, like I, I enjoy walking my dogs just because it's like 
you just go outside. Like you're never gonna see yeah. the same thing twice. Yeah, you never Literally. be in the same place. Like enjoy the moment you have with people. Like even this moment right here, recording this podcast. Like God forbid. But even right now, like I could walk the dogs later. I could walk, get hit by a car, and that'd be it. Mm. And this would be the last time y'all ever heard from me. Yeah. Like anybody. So it's like it's crazy. People just don't do that. Like this is making me think of I saw Drew the other night. Okay, and he was. Bars. Cause I'm like sort of nearing graduation and he was like very like, he was emphasizing like figuring out what I want to do like a lot. And, um, I'm in this weird place where like, I, I do want some direction, but like, I've also just like, since I got sober, I've just been like, all right, whatever. Like I'm just going to do my best. And like wherever that takes me, usually shit just like falls into place. Mm -hmm. Like that's been my experience so far. Mm. Um, and it actually reminds me of what was that book that we read? We read what, what was it? The one like in Egypt. Oh, the Alchemist. The Alchemist, right? Because yeah. yeah. they were always they were talking about like the destination, like oh, I want to go to Egypt, but like once you hit Egypt, like then what? It turns you know into what I mean? something and else. It's like, yeah. oh, it wasn't it wasn't like what I was imagining it to be. Exactly. And like Wizard it just. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like it is better just to like be in the moment and like. Take those walks and fucking smell the fresh air yeah. and shit. I love fucking the stars. Yeah. Stars are dope. Moon, yeah. Sunsets. Like, I love to see trees moving. Yeah. Like, well, I, I'm reminded the most about God's existence when I see the trees moving. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't, you know, what's what's making the trees move? You're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, it's the wind. I'm like, oh, where'd the wind come from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird just feeling the wind. Yeah. Because it'll be, like, going this way on your leg and you feel yeah. it on your you're like damn it's all around yeah see like, i mean, okay. it might have been like c.s lewis who was just like i see the trees move and and we don't know we wouldn't we can't see what moves them but i know it's the wind mm-hmm. and it's just like i look at my life and i don't know what's aligned in my path but i know it's god mm-hmm. mm. you know i feel him i mm. feel it it's i don't see it though yeah never gonna see it but we still trust that that's the wind mm-hmm. yeah right no. would you say to somebody who like i had a friend of mine who like and this is something I feel as if, like, it could just be an enlightenment or, like, you may say it's, like, God, like, hinting at it for you. But, like, who they'll do drugs to get that perspective. Where, like, that was one of my favorite things. Like, I took acid. My favorite thing was to just look at the trees. Yeah. And then, like, after I took it, I was, like, and I haven't taken it in a long time. Because I'm, like, I still look at them and I still appreciate them the same as if I was, if I took acid. So, I'm, like, all right, well, like, I don't need that no more. Yeah. But there's people out there who, like, will take that and, like, get that perspective and then be like, wow, this is awesome. Then it's like, all right, now I need to take this drug to also, like, augment that into something else. And it's like you keep pushing it to something else. And then, like, it's always something else where it's like, oh, yo, you got to try this. You got to do this because it'll give you, like, the perspective. And it's like, yo. That makes me think of a lot of people in the program say that, like, addiction, alcoholism the main issue is that you have a god-sized hole in your like soul pretty yeah. much but like drugs can be the solution to that temporarily because like you can feel like whole if you're just like super high or like whatever your experience is mm. um but yeah it's making me because people like will take that sensation and they'll be like all right this is the most important thing in my life this is making me feel whole mm. and they'll just like chase that for However, however long they can. Mm. Yeah. How would you speak to somebody like like that? Or like, what would you say to somebody who? I would say if you're looking for something to augment it, then you know that it's not sustainable and it's not real. Um, I would say set your set your heights higher. Mm. Right. Set your set your set your heart. uh, The the word says on things above. Think about eternity. This is what what really bugs me out again as like a deep thinker, like as, as, as a. The psychological thinker is this idea of eternity. We can't even even wrap our can't bro. Yeah, not even a little bit. I sit there and think like forever. Okay, then forever, then forever some more. Okay, (laughs) that doesn't end, and it keeps going. My brain like, and I get chills. My brain goes this rabbit hole like eternity. Yeah, never stopping this. Yeah, like are you willing to risk it all that God is not real? Mm -hmm. Knowing what we know about just creation, about the universe, about the historical, again, you know, the, the true existence of, of Jesus and everything that, you know, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls have revealed to us about the Bible and what they were documenting at this time in all these different regions of the world that all coincide to all points of the same picture. 
Like, are you willing to risk eternity that that God's not real? Or can you take a little time to just pursue that for a second and make Mm -hmm. sure that God's that God is real or God isn't real? Mm -hmm. Because this idea of eternity separate from God does not seem like a good idea. And to fill these holes with stuff just shows that, like, man, it wears off. And it just you always got to try to find something stronger Mm. to to fulfill the high. There's got to be something else. Mm. There's got to be something more than than drugs. There's got to be something more than alcohol. Got to be something more than sex. Even sex gets boring after a while. Mm -hmm. You have seen people. There's a. What's the dude who's in that Titanic? What's that guy's name? Leo. Leo. Yeah. Yeah. They saying that he's having sex with women and like. She's turning back to like look at him because they're obviously having sex, and he's wearing headphones and just like staring off into space. Numb. <laughs> yeah. That's like uh, ruined it, bro. Yeah. You, you yeah. ruined it. How you ruined it? How you, you ruined, ruined sex. It, Dang it. <laughs> How you ruined it, bro? Like, That's like American Psycho. Yeah, American Psycho. Yeah, when old boy's yeah. looking at his abs in the mirror. Yeah. That's what it is. Like you can ruin everything. Everything can uh, be abused, yeah. and it's not going to give you true satisfaction because this stuff is all that's going to go away. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to go. We we are going to die one day. Yeah. I don't care what Elon Mus- Elon Musk says about yeah. Neuralink. Yeah. We're gonna we're all finna die. Mm-hmm. And so, what's going to happen when we die? And then, even crazier, what are you going to do with this life until you die? You want to live in this uh, horrible, like dependent existence? Like, there's beauty to be you know, accepted and and to be felt in this life. Mm -hmm. But then just the idea, hey, some of us do go through a really hard life. Are we going to go through a really hard life and then die and then go to hell? Mm. That, to me, that would be the great, great tragedy. If we live through this life that's hellish and then we end up dying and going to hell. Like that's, to me, that's tragic. In The Alchemist, they were talking about life is like a dream and you can make it like a good dream or you could just make your own nightmare. Just being like bound by like fears and all bad shit. Mm. It was trippy. It's hard just to like not live with any fear or like I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's tough to make it a dream. Yeah, yeah we're but not supposed possible. to live in fear. We're not supposed to be gripped by stuff. Like I said, I don't even believe that we're supposed to have rules. Mm. I don't think that was the intent. Mm. That's why The Matrix is my favorite movie. Yeah, because yeah. that's what we literally <laughs> are. We make, we create it. We build it all around us, and then we just get trapped. We in build it. the restrictions. Yeah, we mm-hmm. create the strongholds. The, yeah. the, you know, the the Bible when they went to, when when Moses came down from the mountaintop, and he was like, "Yo, we're gonna go have a relationship with God. We're not. We're just gonna be us and Him." Yeah. And the people were like, "No, we don't want that. It's scary," because <laughs> God was up there, and lightning was. Yeah, he's speaking in a way yeah. that they couldn't understand. And they were like, yo, we don't want nothing to do with you. Yo, you that talk was to God. a funny story to me, yeah, because he goes up there and he's like listening to all this crazy, like, stuff people on the bottom are like, what is going yeah. on? Like, like, we don't want nothing yeah. to do with this whole <laughs> yeah. God situation. And then he comes down and is like, yo, y'all got to come with me. Like, you got to go up there and talk about it. They're like, <laughs> nah, chill. bro. Chill. <laughs> people yeah, don't like, want that. Nah, in reality, bro. people don't really want that. But he's yeah. like, all right, I got these rules for y'all. They were like, bad. Yeah. yeah. Give <laughs> us the rules. Yeah. We don't want the relationship. I was literally just talking about even like having the rules set in like your head. Like, I was just talking about, I mean, TikTok about it, about, I kind of got lost. It was my first video and I got lost in that. But the main message was I walked into the airport and I was going through JetBlue. There's no lines, they're just kiosks. And I'm like, people are like walking around. They don't know where to go. And I'm like, this is a good idea in practice where it's like, oh, just let everybody go. Do whatever they want. But then it's like, everybody wants rules. They want to just stand in line. Like Everybody want to be told what to do, do, where to go. We shouldn't have to. Like, I would love if like we could, but everybody's just so like, we have to have rules and we have to live like this. Like. And there's all these cultures like, you know, like small little cultures in like Africa and stuff like that where people are living like that. And it's just like it's just how God intended where it's just a community. And they're like, oh, we just serve each other. Mm. Like, oh, we get fish for everybody. Yeah. Like, we teach all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like someone's hurt. Oh, we just help them. And yeah. It's like yeah. to us, it's like barbaric. Like, oh, look at these dudes. They don't yeah. Have- but that's what we lo- like. We we yearn for that. Yeah. Like I would love that if yeah. everybody just. That's what heaven's gonna look like. Yeah, like a, like this. It's gonna look like that. It's gonna look like everybody kicking it, talking to God, having fun. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's what heaven's gonna do. That's why yeah. I think money kind of ruined everything. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, adding value to stuff that doesn't have value. Right, and we just made it up. Yeah, that's true. That's my hell. My hell would be if I was walking in lines. Like if I was just standing in line because I hate lines. I'll just go stand in a line and forever. 
<laughs> that's literally just like the construction of yeah. That's <laughs> like that's like yo, that's literally that's funny because like, I really don't like lines too. Yeah, and you just going in there walking in lines like yeah, lines and lines and the traffic. Next line. Yeah. Traffic is lines in the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm yep. not a fan. I know we talk about this too, like, and it, it, this may be tough, but I remember I was like, what? Well, how do you feel about this? Is like you could just give your opinion on it, but like. Because for myself, I'm like, I think that there's only one true God, but I think that humanity has just taken it and then just, like, skewed it into, like, so many different, like, entities that are the higher power. <clears throat> like, what would you say about that? Because I'm like... Man, it's a historical it's a historical debate, right? I mean, when you talk about, again, like, even when Paul was, was the missionary and he was going out to all these different provinces and places in Roman Greece in Roman Greece were professional God makers. Mm, yeah. Like that's mm. all they did. They just yeah. made a God for everything. They were like, man, it's sunny today. Ah, yeah. You know what? There should be a sun God. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? We need one of those. And they, yeah. oh, there should be a God for this. And we make a God for sex and mm-hmm. a God for wine, Dionysus. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they made gods for everything. And then, so Paul goes to this town. I think it's like Mars, like Mars Hill or something in Athens or something. And they have a monument to the unknown God. Mm. It's like these dudes got to the point where they're the just like, all right, his, we gonna, yeah, we just gonna make a god a for god for this, for nothing. That's yeah. kind of cool. For, I like yeah, that. it's yeah. just the unknown <laughs> god. And Paul comes and he's like, I actually know who the unknown god is. He's like, the actual god is is this guy Yahweh, Y H W H, the god of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, yeah. who said that I am the great I am. He's the one true god. And so he like rocked their world, and they were like, whoa, this is kind of crazy because that's what they did. All they did was philosophy anyway. Yeah. So they were like, ah, come back tomorrow and tell us more about this God. Mm. And then they would, he would sat down and he taught them about, he taught them about Yahweh. And so uh, I think for me at the end of the day, is like, we all got to seek truth. Mm. We all got to seek what's the foundation of, of this religion or this thing that I believe. Most people don't want to believe God because they don't want to believe rules. They want, they, again, they want to be able to do what they want to do when they want to do it. Most people who, who don't accept God and want to be an atheist because they don't want to be told that, this is this is anything. They don't want to be told anything, really. Mm. He's one like this is what I I don't believe in any guy because I don't believe that I have to choose one between the the coexist sign, and I don't want to have to pick a side. I don't want anybody telling me how I have to live my life. Any of that stuff. People don't want that. Mm. And so, but the but you at the reality in the reality of the day is you got to go and seek truth. Like go there's there is information. There is a way that you can narrow down uh, out of those hundred. You know, religions, you can probably narrow down to two or three that mm-hmm. even have the potential to be true. Mm-hmm. Right. Like like Kabbalah. All right. Let's go ahead and take Kabbalah out of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like like Kabbalah. the book of, yeah, you know, yeah. That was that was crazy. I they had a good run. Yeah. What was, was Kabbalah? Uh, oh, yeah, that's the one with the, with the they like a, a branch of like Hinduism. Like they made like a Western version of it. And it was like Madonna's religion or something like that. And then they had the one that Tom Cruise was was doing. Oh, uh, he was he was Scientology. He Scientology, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. come on, man, let's do a little research and go ahead and throw that out the window too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I think yeah. you like sit down and look at where this stuff comes. Mormonism. Let's yeah. look back to find what Mormonism. Okay, this dude John, in 1960, he just made up this religion and and he he thinks he's got the answer, but this dude ends up being a psycho and like, in like creating like clearly false doctrine. Like, come on, mm-hmm. man, let's go ahead and, and wipe that one out the way. Like, like let's go, let's sit down and read. And really research all these different religions and then go back to Christianity. At the end of the day, when you look back at Christianity and you weigh the truths that the Christianity teaches in the in the, the Bible and just the the amount of documentation that backs up the Bible mm-hmm. um, from just re- from from people groups all over the world. You're going to have to you have no choice but to sit down and say, dang, this is the most valid one out of all of mm-hmm. them. And this is the one that all the other religious leaders, dang, they they be shouting out Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus isn't shouting them out. But they're shouting out Jesus. Like mm-hmm. they believe that he's the greatest teacher ever. You can't believe that Jesus is the greatest teacher ever unless you accept his message. And his message is that God is real and that love is is the key and that, you know, heaven is real and hell is real. Mm-hmm. So you, you gotta accept that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't take you can't take part of his message because that's what he leans on. Mm-hmm. And he and, and many people believe at the end of the day that he was saying that he was God in the flesh. And then he came back. And then he said, Yo, if you kill me, I'm gonna come back. Mm-hmm. He, hey, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger on the fools, and he they killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then history tells us a whole bunch of people believe that he came back. back yeah. And so, you do what you want with that. But yeah. all those other religions, you're not gonna find that stuff. You're not gonna mm. find it in Islam. The, the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Go watch the Malcolm X, you know, documentary about what happens when they figured out that Islam's not true. They start killing all their leaders. They start wiping their own dudes out. They help get rid of Malcolm. Mm. Islam helped get rid of Malcolm, yeah. bro. That's it's what it is. Like, just go sit down and look at these religions. You can't just say they're all real, they're all cool, 
Buddhism's an idea, Confucianism's an idea, you know what I mean? Taoism, those are those are principles in, in that kind of mirror Christianity. But Christianity is the true religion. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you if you spend your life researching that, you won't waste your life. Mm-hmm. But you will come to the conclusion at the end that dang, it's probably Jesus. Mm-hmm. Crap. <laughs> now what? Now what? The good the good news is when you find out it's Jesus and you really find out that it's Jesus, you're gonna realize it's a lot more freedom than we thought it was. It's a lot less rules than we thought it was. And now if we were to establish that, we would also prevent a lot of people from caring to find the other religions or caring to be atheists. Mm-hmm. And they find out that Jesus just loves them for who they are and they don't gotta change and do all that weird stuff. He wants us not to sin. He says, Stop sinning. I'll heal you, stop sinning. Well, let's find out what that is. What does that in, what does that entail? Does it mean going to church every Sunday and and, and dropping a, a bag into the offering plate? That's not really what it means. Mm. It means stop hurting other people, love everybody. That's what mm. he means by stop sending. Because he said, if you do this, you can fulfill the whole law. Mm. So it's a lot easier than we think it is. I like it. Me too. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's freedom in it. That was a good message. I want to send it on that. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm going to go pick up my daughter from school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, word. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, that was great. You. I could talk. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. We had good conversation. That was a real good conversation. Yeah. 101. Yeah. 101. Yep, send that for Plug me. your TikTok. Oh, yeah. Um, You guys shoot me a follow at... Uh, always Francisco on TikTok. I believe I'm always Francisco on Instagram now too. You can find everything else through those. Mike, you want to shout your stuff Mike out? Mike Mac. Uh, I'm only on IG. I only got yep. enough time for one of them. So yep. uh, underscore M I K E underscore M A C K. Nice. Don't talk about nothing crazy. All I talk about is Christian hip hop and, yeah. and football. Yeah. <laughs> this is a different. Hey, this is a different. Uh, different side of him. Yeah. If you don't see him, if you're coming from over there. You're not seeing yeah. this side of him. Like yeah. it's a place to be. Um, also follow our podcast uh, at DTMS underscore podcast. Um, yeah, thank you for being here. First time listeners, all listeners. Have a good day. Peace. Shalom. Yep.